0: Ashley Rock, reading Dolores, Boston's book, CAD, Chapter 8. Bree watched Leah sleep and hoped the baby would wake up before CAD's brother, Grayson, arrived to take her to the house in San Antonio. These last minutes with her daughter were precious time, and she needed every second to count. Grayson will be here in about a half an hour, CAD informed her when he got off the phone. Bree had listened and on the flurry of calls the CAD had made after their guest's departure, but her main focus had been on Leah. And her badge. It's hard to push that aside completely, even though that's exactly what Brie wanted to do. She'd been an agent for five years now after she slogged her way through college night classes at the University of Texas and a cruddy jobs so she could get her degree. And Coop had helped with that. In fact, he helped with a lot of things to put her on track and keep her there. He had just been her boss, but also her mentor and friend. All three of the nannies will be at the state in San Antonio so Leah will have lots of attention from them, them and their three aunts. Still, it hurt that she wouldn't be there to share it. I've never thought of family as being a good thing, she mumbled, but I'm glad Leah has yours. So am I. He walked back to the sofa where she said, It's not too late, you know, you can go to San Antonio with them. Mercy, that was tempting, just so she wouldn't have to leave Leah, but Bri had to her too big of a risk, especially since all of our suspects know I'm with you. Bree's case with his. Please tell me that Grayson will take precautions when trying. Neo, uh, San Antonio, McClennan and the others can't follow him. They won't follow Captain. Grayson's a good law man, and besides, his pregnant wife is at the house. He would not put her or any other rest of the family at risk. Further risk, Bree mentally corrected because the risk was already there. He sank down on the sofa next to her and touched Leah's cheek. Baby stirred a little, but went straight back to sleep. Three repeated what Kat had done and got the same result. Don't worry, you'll, t- you'll have time with her after this is over. Yes, and that was another unsettling issue to go with the others, Leah. A custody arrangement and the man next to her. Her mind was already spinning with some possible abilities. Maybe I can move to Silver Creek and get a regular job with the FBI. Those were things she'd consider before Coop's visit. If I still have a badge, that is. You will, Cat promised. Coop was just, well, I think he was pissed that you didn't jump to go back with him. He's pretty territorial when it comes to you. That center gaze back. There's nothing personal between Coop and me. Didn't think there was on your part, but Coop's reaction could be because of guilt. He failed to protect you, and now he's trying to make sure nothing else goes wrong. She stared at him for... Kate shrugged, or Anthony's accusations could be true. We have to at least consider that Kate might be in on this. I'm having someone check his finances to see if there's a money trail that leads to the Fulbright Clinic or any of our suspects. Before today, Bree would have jumped to defend her boss, but that was before someone tried to kill her. What about this witness that Anthony claims he has? Another hitch. Hedge- Anthony won't give names, but both Jamie and he are supposed to show up at the sheriff's office tomorrow. Grayson told them they better have proof in the witness. That caused her stomach to churn because she didn't want to believe that Cube had, could have endangered her this way, but it also gave her some relief. If Anthony maybe had proof that could lead to an arrest, then Bree wouldn't have to be away from Leah very long. Of course, that might not end the danger. Cube could just have a small piece in all this, an insignificant piece, but Bree still didn't like that he could have kept a secret that would have impacted on the investigation, not just for the Fulbright Clinic but for the aftermath and what had happened to her. When are Anthony and Jamie's trial dates, she asked Kate, 2 more weeks, I'll testify, they'll want you to do the same. Yes, because their testimony was what convicted them of the worst of the charges since there wasn't a lot of hard evidence. Nothing else on those missing surveillance backups? She goes, no, we have agents looking for them, though. Agents who don't work for Coop. He had a before she could voice her concern. Even if even if we don't find them before the trial dates, our testimony should be enough to convict James and Anthony, convict Jamie and Anthony of at least some of the charges. The security guards, too. Because those go... Because those guards had tried to kill Kat and her on the un, on that undercover assignment. Plus, she could testify about the two illegal immigrant surrogates she feathered out while there. The women had said both Jamie and Anthony were responsible for them being at the clinic. Of course, the women had also since disappeared and hopefully were alive somewhere. But Bree's testimony should be sufficient unless... McClennan's lawyers could use my ordeal to question how reliable my memories are. "'That didn't help with the acid or something. "'And we don't have proof that McClennan, Anthony, or Jimmy was the one who had me kidnapped.' "'Cad nodded. he's his arm around her. "'Yoss, he's two, two weeks. is a long time for Anthony's witness can pan out. "'And if so, that meant Cube would be arrested or implicated in something bad. "'It was a long shot, and one she hoped she didn't have to face.' What if an arrest doesn't end the threat against us, Yes, Then we keep looking. Cad pulled in a deep breath and brushed a kiss on her forehead. He didn't look at her, and it didn't seem as if he noticed what he had done. That made it even more scary. Had they become so comfortable with each other that a benign peck was standard? Apparently so. The danger was responsible for that and Leah. Cad and she were joined at the hip now, and that wasn't likely to end any time soon. Their situation was being bringing them closer together and keeping them there for now, but Brie knew that bubbles often burst. I know you're uncomfortable with all this, Cat said. He glanced at his arm, sung around her, and then at the spot where he kissed her. So he had been aware of what he'd done. Uncomfortable, she corrected. and that's what makes me most uncomfortable. He laughed. It was a smoky and thick, all male. She realized it was the first time she heard him do that. It made her smile in spite of the mess they were in. And then the easy way she smiled only added to the discomfort. Jeez, she was in trouble here in more ways than one. If you take the danger out of the situation, he continued, then what's happening between us might not be a bad thing. I mean, I'm attracted to you, and I'm pretty sure you're attracted to me. That's better than having us at each other's throats. That created an image that she tried to push aside fast, of kissing her throat, her kissing his, heck, she was just fascinated about kissing him, period, the attraction isn't going to make this easier, she reminded him, he paused, made a sound of agreement, then made another sound that could have meant anything, not easier, but I can't seem to stop it, I dreamed about you, she risked looking at him, even though that put them face to face, with their mouths too close together. Another kiss wouldn't send them into a wild scramble to have sex on the sofa, because Leah was there. But if the baby happened, then all bets were off, and Grayson would arrive soon to take Leah. What then? More dreams, no doubt? She didn't question Cat about his dreams. Didn't need to hear the details. She had enough hot dreams about him when they played under the covers at the clinic. She doubted his dreams about her could be as hot as the ones she had about him. The corner of his mouth lifted, and a dimple flashed in his cheek. That smile, no doubt, caused many women to melt into a puddle. It was doing the same to her. But the puddle cooled down when she heard the sound. It was slight, like a little squeak. However, it was enough to send Cad and her looking down at Leah. The baby squirmed, made another of those sounds, and her eyes finally opened. About time you woke up, Cad told her, and he kissed the baby on her cheek. Bree did the same. Puddle up a dimple. Different kind. How could she possibly love someone this much? I'll miss her," he whispered. And that was a huge understatement. It would kill a piece of her to see Grace and take her baby out the door. Yeah, Kat agreed. sounded as if he had a lump in his throat. He opened his mouth to say more, but another sound stopped him footsteps. That meant Grayson had likely arrived to take Leo away. Bree instantly had to blink back tears. However, it was Mason who appeared in the doorway. And while he wasn't exactly out of breath, he had obviously hurried. he was also carrying a laptop. We have another problem, he told him. Not another visitor. Of sorts, Mason. Perry. You guys are real popular today. Someone just scaled over the fence, and that someone is armed. Cad cursed and drew his gun. He didn't want a confrontation with a gunman, especially not with Leah still in the house, not with Bree there either. Mason put the laptop on the table in front of them. The screen was split into six frames, each of them showing the feed from their various security cameras positioned around the grounds. Mason pointed to the top right where Cad could see an armed man behind a tree. He was armed all right, a rifle with a scope. Bree pulled Leah even closer to him. ''How far away is he from the house?'' half mile Mason answered the moment Mason spoke the guy darted out and raced for cover behind another tree he was moving closer to the house closer to Leah I've alerted the ranch hands Mason continued and I'm about to head out there myself Cad wanted to go with them he wanted to be the one to confront this soB and one way or another get some answers from him but that would mean leaving Bree and Leah alone couldn't do that it's too big of a risk. I'll watch the surveillance and call you if there's a problem," the Cat sure his brother. Mason nodded, switched his phone to vibrate mode so that it wouldn't be heard, and he hurried out of the room. Ray moved closer to the laptop screen, her attention fastened on the man who was wearing dark camouflage pants and shirt. He had a black cap that obscured the upper part of his face. "How tall do you think he is?" "Three, six feet maybe." He answered. "Why? Do you know, do you recognize him?" She kept studying him, studying him. Maybe. I think he could be the man who kidnapped me. There's something about the way he's holding that rifle that looks familiar. Then Cad, Cad wanted the man alive. Of course, his brother already knew that because this coon could give them answers. Cad wasn't sure if he could keep his temper in check. This was the man who put Bree through hell and back. Your captor held a rifle on you? Cad wanted to know. Bree nodded. That only added to the anger he'd felt. Each little piece of information only worsened the description of hell that she'd been put through. The gunman moved away, going behind another t- tree. The in position only highlighted more of his face. Cat couldn't see the guy's eyes, but they had a clearer image of his mouth and chin. Recognize him? Cad pressed. Sure him. I never saw his face, nor the woman's. So it was obvious that she thought this could be the guy, and that was enough for Cad. Cad looked at Leah to make sure she was okay. I thankfully she'd fallen back asleep. This baby girl didn't have a clue what was going on, but he didn't want her sensing any of Bree's fear. Except maybe it wasn't fear because Bree was staring at the man, so she wanted to rip him limb from limb. Good. Fear was natural. But if it but it was determination and some luck that would get them through this. There aren't any more trees between the part of the pasture and the house, Cad So if he wants to get closer to fire that rifle, we'll have to do it out in the open. Where Mason and the ranch hands can spot him and hopefully stop him. Just in case the guy managed to get off a shot, Cat needed to take some more precautions. He grabbed the laptop and took it toward the other side of the room, toward the front of the house and far away from the windows on the rear, where the gunman would no doubt be approaching. Cad helped Bree onto the floor behind the sofa. The bathtub would have been safer if it weren't for the two windows in there. Cad kept his gun ready, and he watched. On one screen, he could see Mason and three ranch hands, all armed, all headed toward the gunman. The gunman stayed put behind the tree, but he took a small device from his jacket pocket and aimed it toward the house. The gunman has infrared. Cad mumbled along with some profanity. Cad fired off a text message to let Mason know that the gunman now had a way to get visual of who was in the house. He wouldn't be able to see actual images, but he could tell from the heat blobs on his screen where they were. He came here to kill us, Bree's voice was barely a whisper, and Cad heard the fear now. She turned so that her body was between Leah and the gunman. She was protecting her child, and Cad moved in front of them to do the same. Cad braced himself for the gunman to come closer, especially now that he, no doubt, knew where they were. The man didn't do that. He dropped the infrared device and fired, not at the house. He fired in the direction of Mason and the ranch hands. They all dived to the ground as the bullets pelted around. Them. <laughs> They're pinned down. Fair and voice went up a notch. The cat felt his own fear rise too. He frankly searched frankly searched the screen to see if any other ranch hands were close enough to respond and provide Mason and the others with some backup. They weren't, probably because Mason had everyone to stay away from possible gunfire. And they were doing just that. At least a dozen of them were guarding the house, but it wouldn't do Mason and the others any good. I have to go out there, Cat told Bree. He hated to tell her this, but he had no choice. I can approach him from this direction. He tapped the screen to the right. While he's keeping my brother pinned down, I can sneak up on him. Bree shook her head, but then she groaned, and squeezed her eyes, started chicken She knew this had to happen. Be careful. Said, that's the plan. Cat gave Leah and her one last look. Hopefully, Bree sure one, and he grabbed the Colt 38 from the table so he could put it by Bree's side. Things would have to have gone to hell in a handbasket if she had to use it, but Cat didn't want to leave her defenseless. He raced out of the room, railed down the steps, and out the front door. He stopped just long enough to holster his handgun and grab a rifle from the weapon safe just off the foyer. Text Mason for me, Cat instructed the ranch hand guard in front of the house, Tell him I'm approaching the shooter from the west side. The shots kept coming, not rapid-fire any longer, probably because the guy wanted to conserve ammunition, but the bullets were spaced out just at the right pace to keep Mason and the others on the ground. Cad ran to the side of the house and peered around, but the angle was wrong for him to see the gunman. He headed toward the first outbuilding, the stables, and he raced along the side until he reached the back. Now he had the right angle. The shooter was still a good distance away, but the gun was looking in Cad's direction, or thankfully the direction of the house. Cad took aim, not for a kill shot, but for the man's right arm, and he fired. The shot blasted through the air. Cad saw the man's body snap back when the bullet slammed into his shoulder. The shooter didn't drop the rifle. Despite the bullet wound, the guy pivoted, lightning fast, aimed at Cad, and he fired. Cad ducked behind the stables in the nick of time. The shot slammed into the exterior wall in the exact spot where his head had just been. Whoever this guy was, he wasn't an amateur. Cad's stable glanced around the stables, but before he could get a good look, another shot came at him. Then another. Cad tried to see this as a good thing. This was Mason... This way Mason might be able to return fire, but it was hard to see the good side of things with the bullets coming at him. He got even lower to the ground and looked out again. The man had taken aim, but not at Cad at the house. His heart went to his knees. Yes, Bree and Leah were somewhat protected, but this guy could maybe get off a lucky shot. Cad couldn't risk that. He came out from the stables, his rifle already aimed at the intended target. No arm shot this time. He went for the kill. And Cad pulled the trigger. Even from this distance, he heard the sickening thud of the bullet tearing into the shooter's body. The man's rifle dropped to the ground. A second later, so did the man. Cad started running toward him. Maybe, just maybe, he'd get to him in time before he took his last breath. And then Cad could learn the identity of the person who sent this monster after breeding his baby. End of chapter 8.